Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kadiohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. People are struggling. They're dealing with sicknesses they don't understand, financial pressures, job uncertainty, and all of these things make people anxious. Pastor J.D. will be reminding you today that God is aware of your struggles. He knows the way for you to get through, not around these hard times. It starts with putting your trust in Him. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 30th. 2022. By the way, Isaiah 62, verse 9, very interesting. It basically says this, that in our affliction, he feels affliction. Did you catch that? You ever thought of it like that? That when we're afflicted, he feels that affliction? Because he's the head, right? Jesus Christ is the head and we're the body. When the body is afflicted, He as the head feels that affliction. Never allow the enemy to deceive you so that you believe that God doesn't care about what you're going through. As painful as it is. We have so many people that are very, very sick, like this sister who writes from Germany, and they're not getting better. And it's been weeks, and they can't get better. And they're really struggling. I spent some time with a brother on the phone this last week, and I got to tell you, I th- this is, I just don't, I don't have any words. I guess the only word I can think of is evil. This is evil. Just hold on. The word is, just hold on. He's coming. He's coming quickly. Just hold on. The second thing on this has to do with what it is that we can do from a practical standpoint, and it comes from Jan Markell. We provided on the website two links, the first of which is a very informative two-part broadcast with Twyla Brace and attorney Marjorie Holston. In the first one, and actually both of them, they share firsthand stories of abuse and needless deaths happening in the hospitals, which of course the hospitals profit from when they let the patients die. The second leak is a 30-page downloadable PDF file 
which is a quick reference guide with very thorough and outstanding information about practical things that you can do, preventative things you can do. I, I do have to say this, and this is what you'll find, and this is very helpful by the way, but you need to do everything you possibly can to stay out of the hospital. You have to understand that the hospitals today are not like the hospitals were before. You understand they have a whole new protocol now. So they literally, if you listen to these two broadcasts from Jan Markell, one of the guests talks about her mom who basically was killed in the hospital. And had she had this information then, her mom would still be alive. They basically starve the people. They withhold water and dehydrate them. It's dehydration, sedation, and ventilation. They deprive them of just even nutrients and they starve to death. And it's all part of the protocol. Don't even think about asking the hospital to give anything like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or any vitamins, vitamin D or vitamin C. Don't even think about it. And many get attorneys involved and they still can't get their loved ones. And here's the thing that is so evil, I'm sorry, We have a brother, dear friend of mine. In fact, please pray for Mike and his son Micah. They're both in the ICU, father and son. His wife, Mike's wife, Kathy, Micah's mom, not allowed to even talk to him. His son Micah, he had his third child, third grandchild for Mike and Kathy. You cannot even see your loved ones, let alone talk to your loved ones. They cut you off. You have no say in anything. This is evil. This is evil. But God, that's all I got. Where's Asif when you need him? <laughs> Until... I go into the sanctuary of the Lord and see their end. I tell you, I'd lose my mind. Literally, I would go out of my mind. Well, here's the bottom line. I'll say it again. I think this is the word from the Lord for us today. Just hold on a little longer, because Jesus is coming to take us out of this evil world in the rapture of the church, which is prior to the seven year tribulation. He's coming quickly, and I truly believe with all my heart, and the Lord knows my heart when I say this, I truly believe it is sooner than any of us could possibly imagine. This is why we do these updates. This is why we end with the gospel. This is why we have the 
explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What are the ABCs? Well, it's just a simple, childlike, simple way to explain what Jesus did. What did Jesus do? Well, He came and died for us instead of us to pay in full for our sin. And He offers us salvation. How do I get saved? Well, number one, you have to start with admitting or acknowledging that you sinned against God. Because if you think about it, if you don't acknowledge that you're a sinner, why would you be interested in the Savior? So that's the A. And Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. You might be a good person, but you'll never be good enough. There is none good, save one, Jesus the Christ. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners in Adam, which is why we must be born again, Jesus said, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23, I really like this verse because it really sort of packages the bad news first with the good news, which is, by the way, what the word gospel means, good news. Your debt has been paid, you're free to go. That's what the word gospel means. Well, what debt? Oh, the sin debt. What's the sin debt? Oh, death. Death? That's kind of bad news. That's the point. You've been sentenced to death because the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. But, here's the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's the gift He paid for, and we don't pay for it, because if you pay for it, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. It's a gift. He paid in full, it cost Him everything, it cost Him His life, and He offers this gift of eternal life to us, that He paid for, and we are purchased with a price. That's the A. Here's the B. And the B, please know, is central. And what I mean by that is the A is what leads to the B, and the C, as we'll talk about in a second, is what comes as a result of the B. The B is central because all we need to do is believe. Believe. John 3.16, the most quoted verse, most well-known verse in all of the Bible. For God so loved the world, that's us, that He gave His only begotten Son, that's Jesus, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish in hell for all eternity, but have everlasting life for all eternity. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord. It's so simple, maybe too simple. As Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and 
believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans ten thirteen says, All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. All. You know what all means? <laughs> I'm sorry, it is. All. I know it's deeply profound. All have sinned, right? And fall short of the glory of God. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm an all. Those of you that didn't raise your hand, you're still an all. (laughs) I want to close in just a moment with a powerful, miraculous, but God testimony. But before I do, I just want to mention, really plead with anyone who might be here in this church or watching online that has never called upon the Lord, I implore you today. Today is the day of salvation. Please, please, please do not delay the most important decision of your life for eternal life. Please, I'm I'm pleading with you. I chose this particular but God testimony for a reason. I think you'll see why here in a moment. This is an absolute miracle. And in some ways it might help to fill in some of the blanks and maybe connect some of the dots for many who are really struggling with why it is that God seemingly allows, we talked about this on Thursday, bad things to happen to good people. Nah, I opened up that can. I gotta, I gotta address this. You know that question of questions, right? Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? How would you answer someone that asks you that question that maybe you're sharing the Lord with? What would be your answer to that? Tough one, yeah? Well, here's how I answer it. Not to be snarky, but the question is wrong. And for a wrong question, you cannot provide a right answer. We've got to get the question right first. The question is not, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? We just got done seeing that there's no one good, the Bible says. The question is wrong. Let's make the question right first before we provide the right answer. It's not, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Why does God allow good things to happen to bad people? Are we okay? We're all sinners. We're all bad, right? See, when you change that around and make it right, now you've got the right answer. It's called the mercy and the grace and the love of God. James, as we're going to see when we get to James, I can't wait. I I bet you couldn't tell. I talk about James all the time. (laughs) But after Hebrews, we come sliding into James. And uh, boy, if Hebrews, if you're bust up from Hebrews, as I am, uh, James is going to finish the job. I just want you to know, just by way of a a warning. (laughs) But um, 
uh, James's. Um, uh, oh, so good! I can't wait. But he says every good and perfect gift comes from God, from the Father above. There's no shifting of shadow, no changing, no variation, no back and forth. No, if it's good, it's God. If it's good, it's God. Every good thing in your life comes from God. God cannot do evil. God cannot do bad. God is good. God is all, and and we, it's so cliche, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. <laughs> okay, well anyway, I'm, I'm going way too far. Don't look at your watches yet. Here is this testimony, and it's a miracle, and when we get to the end of it, I think it'll, it'll be very helpful and encouraging. It comes from Pam Lanny. Again, I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. She writes, awesome miracle that doctors said should never have happened. My grandson, 30-year-old Joshua McWilliams, was holding his two-week-old first baby Emmy when he went into cardiac arrest, had a seizure, and died. His wife started CPR and called 911. After many EpiPens and shocks, 40 minutes later, they got the first pulse, rushed him to the hospital in Grand Blanc, Michigan, where he was put on life support. Doctors told my son he had a 10% chance of surviving and 1% chance of ever being normal again. Well, prayer chains went out all over the U.S. After three days on life support, he opened his eyes and squeezed hands. The fourth day, he could breathe on his own and was taken off life support. He started to speak, but his speech was in very short sentences. Two days later, he was speaking 100% better, remembering more and even doing math problems correctly that his wife presented to him as he is a CPA, and she wanted to see if he could still do simple math. He had recovered totally physically. His long-term memory was very good, but short-term not so good. At Genesis Hospital, he had a defibrillator put in and was sent to Mary Free Bed in Grand Rapids for rehabilitation. The second day, his defibrillator went off and on again for a total of 19 times and put him in cardiac arrest. They rushed him to St. Mary's Hospital, and the defibrillator was turned off. He was sent back to Genesis to operate again and put a different defibrillator in, and then back to Grand Rapids. Finally, he came home on January 22nd. An MRI was taken of his heart and brain to assess the damage and was told by the doctors that if he had this taken a year ago, there would have been absolutely no difference. His brain and heart showed absolutely no damage anywhere. Only God can do all these things, and prayer 
is so very important. So many miracles. Oh, and one more miracle. His daughter was born three weeks early, and we kind of couldn't figure out why, weighing in at five pounds. He was holding his baby when the heart attack happened, and involuntarily squeezed her tight, which made her scream, which woke up his wife, who was taking a nap in the other room. She woke right up, called 911, and started CPR. Now we know why Emmy was born early. And by the way, baby is fine. Praise God forever and ever. Praise the Lord. You never know the ways of God, the wise of God, but God knows. And never imagine for a second that God, that's again so cliche, I'm trying to get away from the cliche. Not easy to do since everything is a cliche. Well, let me say it this way. God rules over all and overrules all. God is in control, and God will choreograph the steps and orchestrate the circumstances in such a way like this, so that in the end it's for our good and His glory. I know this is tough stuff, but it's reality, yeah? Father in heaven, I thank you so much that our hope is in you. When we see all the evil in this world today, and it seems like with each passing day, it's just more and more evil. But nothing escapes your notice. In fact, everything is going perfectly according to your prophetic plan. Everything's right on schedule, exactly as you told us it would be. Lord, I... If we were to paint a picture of what the end would look like right before the rapture, I think that picture that we painted would be exactly what's happening right now. I mean, if this is not the end, what is? This has to be it. And so Lord, I pray for anyone who is at the end of their rope, just barely hanging on, struggling, questioning, doubting even. That's okay. You know what to do for them. You've already done it for them. Lord, I just pray that they'll receive it, that you'll strengthen their hearts, encourage their hearts, as only you can. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. 
as you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.